Smackdown Crawl. Hello there, it's Smackdown Crawl, episode number 12. It's November the 11th, 1999. Hello there, if you're a first-time listener to the Smackdown Crawl. This is a little side series that me and my main man Adam have been doing over on patreon.com slash AE podcast. A very simple concept that we're doing with this, Adam. Yeah, we're just watching Smackdown. We went back to the very start, first episode of Smackdown, and we're going through every single one of them. So this is the canonically 12th episode of the Smackdown Crawl. So this is just to give you guys like a little bit of a flavor. Um, we had this idea in our head for a while. It's like, you know, we got a lot of great backers and patrons over Patreon at the moment, and they're really enjoying it. But you kind of feel like Patreon is this little bubble and people maybe don't know or are curious what the actual episode might be like. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, look at this here. Looking coming up on the calendar. It's Arnie Smackdown. Yeah. So, hey, great idea. We'll put it out for everyone to see and you get to see what a typical episode is like. Because Smackdown, you know, we've done 11 episodes already now. It's, it's been a fun show. There's a lot of fun segments. And when you hear that Arnold Schwarzenegger's coming to town, you think everyone's going to have a grand old time. Absolutely. Because I was hoping, Adam, that what would happen is we would get to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger and his silly voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we have the, a really good time <laughs> with friends. A great time with a wonderful cast of characters here on Smackdown. What we've noticed so far on Smackdown definitely is that this is where some of the runoff and experimentation, I guess we could say, has been going on. Yes, you get the weird ideas. Like the things that you mentioned to me and Billy on the pay-per-views where it's all like oh, and also one week they tried this and we're like, I don't believe you. That's ridiculous but it, ha- <laughs> it happened and it happened on Smackdown almost always because I watched all the Raws to prepare for you know the, the pay-per-views when mm-hmm. we were doing the original series of the Atchera podcast I never re-watched the Smackdowns until this point mm-hmm. and so much stuff has went by the wayside so if you want to see some of the old videos over on Facebook give you a flavour of the madness that's going on but uh yeah, um, we had a little bit of a mistake, though, I think we've made. Well, we, we watch this one together. We rarely do that. But you come around mine, we had a nice big mug of coffee, and we're like, it's Arnie Smackdown. Yay! We'll watch it together, have a great time. The show begins, Michael Cole's there, and the world is asking, what did DX do to Stephanie McMahon on Monday night? Uh-oh. Oh. Ah. Uh, so, oh. Yeah. Um- and immediately... Is it that? Is it that what that angle? Because they don't say. They just keep saying, can you believe what they did to Stephanie? So, long-time fans... <laughs> long-time fans may remember. I think it's in her Survivor Series episode. We're mm. at the point where DX has reformed and they're evil, mean DX. And the thing that they did on Raw which I still think is the most shocking, not talked about. WWE has completely like put up the shutters in terms yeah. of ever acknowledging it. I think it's by far the worst thing they've ever done, which is at the end of Raw where Triple H, it looked like he was about to be beat for the WWF Championship. And look what's happening on the screen. Road Dog goes, hey guys, look in here. <laughs> and they implied that Stephanie was being raped by badass Billy Gunn mm-hmm. and the the rest of the DX gang. They were literally pulling off her skirt going, ah! Yes, you see a girl in a red dress being pinned by her hands and ankles to the floor. Billy Gunn's on his knees and they're pulling her clothes off. And it's like, <laughs> DX rule. We both sat down this morning and we're like, oh no! Oh, big mistake. We already decided this is the episode we're going to give away for free. So, <laughs> I just want to say... <laughs> oh, it's horrible. <laughs> we're giving you away the most troubling, distressing episode of SmackDown reviewed through our eyes. You know what, Adam? I'm taking a lead from our premiere. I'm taking a lead from Prime Minister Theresa May, okay? Yes, we said we set up we're going to do this big thing. Yes, it's backfired massively. Yes, it reflects on both of us very poorly. Now, let's get on with the job. <laughs> Last week's headline is like, Adam and Kevin to review Arnie Smackdown this week. They've blown it! <laughs> <laughs> we need to reach out to an extremist podcast to prop us <laughs> up like, in a supply and arrangement deal. Like, yeah, we'll give an extra billion pound to MRA podcast. Just let us fucking do it. Oh, God, what have we done? What lot, have we done? A lot of election talk lately on the A podcast. <laughs> So, I'll tell you right off the bat, one thing I noticed is that they have got a lot of pyro at the start of SmackDown. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's something we've discussed about, but 
You don't get much pyro these days. No, and we have talked about it on several episodes now, but it's because it is so jarring with the... And it's normally you get to the point where you're like, wow, that was... Oh, it's still going. Okay, yep. And it just goes on with all these huge explosions. I like to think there was extra fireworks because Arnie was here tonight. Yeah, like, big you know. red Terminator eye fireworks. I mean, there's so many fireworks. That's literally like an NXT development wrestler. That's a year's salary worth of fireworks <laughs> that they're letting off there. And I do say that. I was like, oh... Arnie's here, they'll mm. be putting their best foot forward, and yeah, we're right into the fucking horrible sexual assault angle. DX coming out, and Michael Cole is like, oh, they did a rotten thing on on, on They went too Raw. far. They went too far. I wonder what happened. What Did no one call the police? No, yeah, no one's got anything to say. Oh, man, I hope she was okay. You know, you could you work there. <laughs> you, could, you could talk to HR. DX come out. We were like, honestly, even though we're very familiar with the Attitude Era and we both knew as soon as Cole said, what happened to Stephanie? Mm. We were reaching at fucking straws thinking maybe it was like... A pie in the face yeah! or something. Maybe it's not what we think it is. Turns out we tricked you, Stephanie, good and proper. Good luck with all that egg on your face. <laughs> or should I say... Coconut cream pie, that is. <laughs> no, it was the it was the sexual it assault. Was a, and not only are they here, but they're here to brag about their actions. A lot of jeans in the ring. Mm. A lot of big jeans. Billy Gunn with the uh, leather baseball cap. Very unique look for him here. Totally lapping up the fact that his push is now he's the rapist of the group. Yeah, that's a great position. Yourself. Yeah, happy about that. I mean, I didn't think he could top the accolade of King of the Ring 1999, but he obviously seems to be going with this one. So uh, Triple H says, DX is on top of the world. It's not the only thing that we were on top of. I couldn't believe the way that... Because up until this point, they're still just talking about what happened. They're implying things. But then he says that. And then they show the footage from War. They actually like, let's see it one more time. I felt sure they weren't going to mention it. They weren't going to show it. Like, brush it under the rug as quickly as possible. This is one of the highest rated episodes of SmackDown ever. And this is how they're opening it. Because you've got, like, the, the all through the week on Raw, everything that was pushing, pushing, pushing. Arnold Arnie Schwarzenegger, yeah. Arnie's here. And rightfully so, you would want to promote that. Of course, it's Arnie. But they obviously thought, well... Let's also give them this. you got to imagine, because we talked about it in previous episodes where we had things like Al Snow's doll being pulled and the fact that Parents Television Council and so many media watchdog groups, they just don't get the World Wrestling Federation. No. They, but, but if they watch this, they will. I mean, how can you explain glimpse. this? This is literally Vince going, yeah, we're as bad. We're not as bad as you think we are. We're worse. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. Fucking hell. I mean, if you were to watch this, and then you're to also go, yeah, Al Snow's doll is actually him with a decapitated woman's head. It ain't that much of a stretch. No. Like, it's, you it's know. It's not. No, not in the same league as this. So Triple H oddly says, roll that bean footage. Is bean an adjective? Oh, no. I don't know. They say a lot of things that make me uncomfortable here. I mean, I, this is ridiculous. Like, we got two fucking straight men here going, oh, we're so uncomfortable with this. Can you fucking imagine the people who are tuned into this? Yeah. It, on the network, it goes PG. Yeah. Watch out, folks. There's suggestive dialogue here tonight. <laughs> fucking hell. So they show the footage again. We see the girl in the red dress. And then in the ring, they're there and they pull out the red dress. I literally, we've only watched this 10 minutes ago and I just looked at my notes and I saw that. I'm like, oh no, I'm it's horrified yeah. all over again. They pull out the dress, Stephanie's dress. And they say they need to test it because it's got DNA all over it. And Road Dog goes, hey, it looks kind of gooey if you ask me. <laughs> stains on it. The stains on they it. smell the stains. Yeah, and Triple H says, it doesn't smell like bleach. It smells like something else. I'm talking about cum. Fucking hell. Billy says that he thinks he punctured one of her lungs, and then they make jokes about his dick being really long. Right now, that is, that's that's a bit of a pivot now, isn't it? There, like kind of really. <laughs> I mean, fucking puncturing a lung with your cock—that's P- not sexy, lads. PG. PG. The number one action adventure show on television. Oh my god! And it's Triple H is like basically saying. You know, the big reveal is, oh, sorry, and why this is okay, in case anyone wondering at home why WF got away with this, mm. is they say it wasn't Stephanie, it was just some skank drama student from the university. Fine. It's fine, isn't That's it? okay, then. But here's the thing. They make out when they say that, and this is what I was kind of confused about before, is they make out when they say that, like, 
oh, it's a drama student. She was acting. So she was acting yeah. and it was all a big trick. And then they go on about how they actually basically raped the drama yeah, student. Yeah, Billy says, oh no, she wasn't acting. I think I punctured her lung. And it's so, Triple H is like, yeah, Billy Gunn was all over. He's doing a little sexy dance. So we raped Stephanie. Just kidding. We didn't rape Stephanie. It was a drama student. But we but, didn't rape her. But we did. Yes. And then literally for the rest of the night, Michael Cole is going out like, oh, that terrible trick that they played. Yeah, like, oh man, there was all that egg on Vince's face because he fell for that. And the next week on Raw, you have Vince McMahon coming out going, Triple H, come out here, you rapist. So like, which is it, lads? You and know, the, the crowd is just sort of like, there's a bit of booing, there's a bit of heat, but a lot of it's just mumbly, like uncomfortable. It, I mean, it says a lot and how little I think about the crowds at the given time where I was worried that they would start cheering because yeah, it, like, it was legit. very... Instead, it's just an awkward, uncomfortable murmur. And like Vince McMahon comes out, like, all right, Vince is going to come out, lay out the riot act's punishment and there we go. It will get rid of this horrible situation. And instead, he's just like, yeah, I could fire you, but I'm not. Instead... I'm going to put you in another Survivor Series eight-man tag team match. Just like the one we had last week. Yeah, except this time, instead of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you've got Test in the mix. So that's Test, The Rock, Shane McMahon and Kane taking on all of DX. And that's how Vince gets revenge for the implied rape of his daughter. You don't want to settle this one in the courts. Obviously, when you can book uh, an underwhelming eight-man tag team <laughs> in event, like, it's 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 riot justice, Adam. That's all it is. But at least you see DX being like, oh, you bastard. And it's like, well, okay, Vince has put him in that at their place. At least the segment's going to end on the good guy doing something. We don't know exactly what the point is where Triple H really got the ear of the writers but it's definitely by now. Yeah, because, it feels like it. You know, that, you probably, that should be the last word. You guys are scumbags. Here's your punishment, as crap as it may be. Boom, main event is set for later See on. See you in the ring. Instead, Triple H goes back on the mic and he's like, eh, no, no, you don't scare us after Vince is gone. And he cuts a really horrible, rambling, rapey comeback where they basically threaten Stephanie. Like, they say, well, while it wasn't Stephanie wearing this dress last week... Stephanie could be the one in this dress anytime we feel like. And then they go... Fucking hell. And then they go after that, they go, Oh, and if you see Stephanie smiling, she's not smiling because Tess is no good in the sack. She's smiling because she's thinking about what it'd be like if all four of us were in the sack with... What? Yeah, great comeback, man. Yeah. It's really worth making sure you have the last word there. And then Test comes out like, I've heard enough. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to storm the ring. You think, oh, look, Test's going to put up a bit of a fight. Yep. The main event guys are all going to come out and we're going to have our big brawl. Oh, what's going to happen? Test just comes in the ring and immediately, like, he gets killed. They clobber him. They beat the fucking shit out of Test. They break his nose. Like, yeah, shoot, break Test's nose. They break his nose. Everywhere. And then Vince comes out. You think, okay, maybe Vince is going to come in. He said he's maybe come in with an equalizer. Now Vince just comes in and like looks at Tess kind of going, oh geez, if they, they've broken your nose. Let's get they? you backstage. You boys are terrible. Your mothers would be ashamed. And they just walk to the back. And that's how the segment ends. Yeah. One of the worst openings to anything I've ever seen. It was long. It was crude. It was boring. It was offensive. Yeah. It was so bad. So uncomfortable. Oh, and don't worry about Steve Austin, in case you're wondering. This is Steve's last appearance before he gets run over at Survivor mm. Series. Steve is here tonight, and he will be the guest enforcer in the main event. The way they announce it is because Vince says, it's going to be test. Shane, Kane, and The Rock taking on DX. And we're going to have a special guest enforcer. And, like, you see people in the crowd with signs saying Arnie for president or We were whatever. literally like, Arnie? Stone Cold! Ay, ay. Austin legit got a smaller pop than The Rock when he was mentioned. The shine has really been taken off Stone Cold at this point. Yeah, it's kind of... It's good he's it's good he's being run over on <laughs> It's for the best. You know, it's there where Keishi don't worry about it, we need to do this. Sorry, thing. Steve, it's better this way. Hey, why don't you just go get the lease renewed on the on the limo and we'll run him <laughs> over, alright? It'll be grand. Oh god. They picture that they use they hype up Arnold Schwarzenegger is here and our, Adam's reaction was prices just went Who's that? It's like a 1994 picture of him. It looks nothing like him. <laughs> it's dark and shadowy. like Not him Who at all. Who is that man? 
Oh, guess what else we have here tonight? This is a big SmackDown. They're not necessarily putting their best foot forward. They're putting the most memorable foot forward. Yeah, they're putting the big weird foot forward. Like It's the big show's big fake daddy's funeral. I can't wait for proceedings to unfold later here tonight. Get another spot for Kurt Angle, yeah. the only celebrated real athlete in WWF history. He says, I'm sure some of the WWF wrestlers are alright, I guess, but they probably wouldn't do so good in the Olympics, like me. Yeah, he's oh. got his three eyes. First time we get to hear about that. I'm so excited for him to arrive. I just love how like, subtle it is. Because, I mean, you could watch that. Because uh, like, I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, oh, that's a bit... I could see your point, Kurt, but hmm, mm. maybe you're not familiar with the, the superstars of the World Wrestling Federation like I am. Depending on who you are, that could be a face or a heel package, couldn't it? Like, Because, I mean, the obvious thing to do when you book that isn't going to go, WWF, uh-uh. <laughs> He's kind of like, he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And that's almost playing off of the stories of him and ECW yeah, and stuff. It's, it's like, true. he's unaware of what he's getting himself into. Backstage, Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, and Jerry Briscoe. This was just shades of the WrestleMania Rage Party. I couldn't stop Seriously. laughing. They're all like bickering with Vince. Like, oh, what's going to happen, Mr. McMahon? I don't know if Arnold Schwarzenegger is even going to be here. <laughs> The line of the night from Vince McMahon. <laughs> Guys, Arnold Schwarzenegger wouldn't miss this for the world. He wouldn't miss the funeral of the Big Show's father. He simply wouldn't. He will want to be here to see Val Venus take on the Bulldog. Oh, Jesus Christ. Arnold Schwarzenegger, if he legit, like, he's not shown up yet, it's good. Because imagine if he showed up at the start at the of the beginning. show. Oh no! <laughs> Speaking what? of Kurt Angle and ECW, I want my money. I want my check. <laughs> you do not put my name up there. I do not want to be associated with that. If you do, you'll be hearing from my attorneys to <laughs> walk away. Like awful, awful night to be showing up, aren't yeah. you? Oh god! If he's ring him up, like uh, maybe you just uh, why don't you have a nice long lunch? You know, just take an extra hour. Don't <laughs> don't show up right away. It's all born at the start. As my mother used to say, Irish are all they do at the start is talk. <laughs> <laughs> and brag about sexual offences. You're only going to miss the trailers, mate. Coming up next, we've got Egg taking on Bob Holly. I thought we were going to get another tag team match, but no, it's a rare singles outing for, for Edge. I need a cup after that last segment, though, yeah, if I'm honest. I'm happy just to get into some wrestling now, because, you know, we need to slow down a little bit. Something comes along that literally lifted our spirits. It's like, okay, this is going to be we all right. We needed this. Bob and Crash come out. Bob's obviously walking forward. He's the guy in charge here. Crash is behind him with the scales. And Crash literally turns around to look at a fan. And clonks Bob around the back of the head. It looks Long so and hard. sore. Like, it looks real. It's bonk. And Bob immediately like, what the fuck? You chowder head. Oh, I love these two so much. What a good gimmick. Absolutely brilliant. The crowd are like, they're rattled for lack of a better term here. You know, it's really like noticeable. But Bob and Edge, they they really put on a bit of a show here. They're making out that the Survivor Series match that we're going to be seeing on Sunday, which has Edge and Christian teaming with the Hardys to take on Too Cool and the Hollies. Cole's like, can you imagine, King, what it's going to be like when Edge and Christian team with the Hardys? If you think back to that ladder match at No Mercy, oh man, what are we going to see on Sunday? Not a ladder match. No, a worse match. Like a much more boring <laughs> match. Like, May, man, what it would be like if we completely changed the dynamic, got rid of the ladders, and put in four more boring wrestlers? Oh, man. I have to wait to find out, I guess. Oh, Better order the pay-per-view now. Oh, you've sold me, Michael Cole. Bob Holly with a spectacular, awful dive off the top rope. I love, it's my, my pet peeve in wrestling, but I love seeing it always. It's... When a guy's like, I'm going to do a jump off the top rope, but oh no, your foot is there. Yeah. And then it's like, what would have the move been if the foot wasn't if there? If the guy didn't reverse it, what were you even going for with that fucking Mary Poppins <laughs> jump from the top rope? He fucking sails down. <laughs> he just like... goes, <laughs> he slips. Like... Yeah. I love it. So uh, yeah, Bob Holly gets uh, the boot in the face. Edge with some unique offense. He hits the Kenplex. Yeah, Edge doing a fisherman suplex. It's open season. Anyone can do it now that Kenny's gone, I guess. Bob goes with the top rope again. Again. Who is this man? We get a very odd finish, however. Bob gets the top rope superplex from Edge. They try to do the double pin spot where like both men's shoulders are down, but Bob gets his shoulder up just at the last second. 
But I think the referee and the announcers don't do any service when he just goes, one, two, three, Bob Holly's music plays. He's like, I won. And Cole goes, Edge picks up the victory here tonight. Yeah. What? No. Bob <laughs> clearly won. Like, literally, Edge's shoulders are down. Bob's leaning on his side. Like, there's no way Bob was being pinned there. Don't show Michael Cole any Ric Flair NWA title defenses. He'll be fucking <laughs> confused as shit. Like, backstage... The man has arrived. Arnold Schwarzenegger is here. And the first people he meets are Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe who hug him and shake his hand. I love it. I cannot wait to see SmackDown. This is brilliant. He's being the Arnold Schwarzenegger from the end of Last Action Hero when you see him on the red carpet, like, talking to his wife about which benefit he wants to do next week. He's proper, really enthusiastic, laying it on thick, gives Vince a big hug like an old friend. He is... Everything you want from a celebrity coming in. Gleaming endorsement. It's just nonsense. Every other word out of his mouth is about how fucking great WWF is and Vince is. You know what? Even though they mentioned end of days like three or four times, I kind of feel like, you know, Arnie, they got a lot more out of you. Yeah, than you got yeah, totally. <laughs> like, he got the short end of the stick in this arrangement. He yeah. just says later on, like, I can't believe 500 million people are seeing this. Like, um. um... <laughs> Not even in the Attitude Era with Sean Spicer giving the figures. Is that an accurate estimation of what's going on? Like, But yeah, he is so enthusiastic. And you can give him all the verbiage in the world, the one thing. I mean, you could give this guy no verbiage and it seems like they haven't. They've given yeah. him like a sentence here. And as long as you're enthusiastic, awesome. Yeah. It's the same way that Mike Tyson, despite the fact he could barely string together two words, he was he loved WWF so much. Beaming from yeah. ear to ear, yeah. That's the endorsement you want. They're a fan, and that makes it okay. Like, yeah. Tell that to Drew Carey. Still to come, the big boss man eviscerates Big Show's fake dead daddy. <laughs> they they keep hyping this up throughout yeah. the night. Like, Don't forget, big funeral coming up tonight. Oh, it's disturbing. The things we've seen. Ugh. Can't wait to show it to you later, though, guys. (laughs) Godfather and D'Lo Brown taking on the Dudley Boys. Godfather coming out to the ring and Jerry Lawler just goes, I heard! I'll tell you in a second. I heard that the Godfather's going to have the best holes in Survivor Series. Someone should have done a second pass of the audio there, <laughs> Just snip, snip. I'm just saying, like, if I'm giving more close attention to what's coming out in the audio than you are, something's going wrong. <laughs> All four of these men brawl to start things off. It's great seeing the Dudley boys in full shit-kicker mode. Bubba Ray Dudley pile-drives D'Lo Brown. Fucking hell. The real battle here, though, Adam, is between Godfather and his Brishti Moore which is Irish for big trousers. <laughs> he just keeps pulling those Brishti up. He can't help himself. It's They're known, they're going down nonstop. Did you see what it had on his back, the spray paint? <laughs> Was it like smoke weed every day or something? It said light it up, and it had a couple of lighters painted on it, but it also just had two massive blunts painted on the Jesus! <laughs> two blunts! <laughs> two big blunts. Not until you finish your somers. Fucking hell! <laughs> Come on! Lots of WWF live plugs here, more so than we've heard in any mm. previous episode. I'm guessing with the record audience, it's like, hey, we're in fucking Baltimore, Memphis, everywhere in the country. Go, 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 go. Maybe Arnie will be there. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> Dilo Brown hits a hot tag to Godfather that's been worked over by Devon. We go for the hoe trade. This is one of my favorite moments on SmackDown ever. Godfather's just going, no, he's reeling for the hoe train. He runs into the corner, and Bubba Ray Dudley, like a fucking bullet bill, just smashes into him. Oh my god! Proper big boos flying out of the ring. Jesus Christ! Not to fucking you know go along with all their train-based imagery, but it was legit like a derailment of a train. It was like the train went off the tracks. I had could not help but look at it. It was incredible. In an odd finish, the hoes just all start distracting the referee. At the wrong minute, they distract them and cost D'Lo the win. Uh, yeah, it's a bit strange. Yeah. They get uh, 3D to D'Lo, which Cole finally calls the Dudley Death Drop, the Dudley yeah. Death Drop, the 3D. Dudley's win, and I think since we first started watching, this is the most shine the Dudleys have ever gotten. Yes, definitely. Commentary actually says good things about them, yeah, other the- than just they stutter. Oh, other than just, whoa, they sure can take a punch from Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H backstage with all the cool heels. They're all stressing out about Vince getting the last laugh over them. And Triple H literally at one point goes, Ooh, I hate that son of a bitch. 
mate, this lad just needs some hummus to fucking calm the fuck down. Like, this is why like things calmed down in 2000. He had his hummus. It was all right. He was distracted. They are bemoaning the fact that Stephanie is off limits to them now. Yes. And then Xbox comes in. And basically, he's meant to say, like, Well, Schwarzenegger's here. But he just comes in and he's, like, mumbles. He whispers. What's he even say? I think what they're getting at is that, like, they tried this whole Stephanie thing to get to Vince, and Vince no-sold it and didn't seem that fussed, so they're just trying to think, what else can we do? How else can we get to Vince McMahon? And Xbox literally comes in and is like, Hey, guys, I bought this Arnold Speak up, Xbox! And everyone's like, no way! Let's do it! My thought was their plan, knowing they couldn't physically get their hands on Schwarzenegger like dealing with all them Hollywood bogus attorneys, mm. was that they were going to go out and spoil the ending of End of Days. <laughs> Gabriel Burns the devil! Turns out he's just like a really dusty giant moth. <laughs> Jericho Kane kills him, he kills the devil in the end. So that is Arnie's name in the movie. Jericho Kane. Jericho Kane. Oh! Oh my god, you think this is about coffee? Seriously, it's about the devil, is what it's about. <laughs> fucking love Gabriel Byrne in that movie. You know, Gabriel Byrne, he's basically he's the devil and he's got every fucking accent under the sun. At the start, he's like, you know, oh, I'm sure that nothing could be more troubling, Mr. Kane, than losing one's child. And he's like, oh, you can sign up with God, what did he do? He <laughs> fucked you up the ass. And then later on, he's like, How's it going? Sure, I'm Gabriel Byrne. I'm the devil. You can't trust me to be sure. So it's great. He's getting all the fucking different voices in there. Because I guess the devil is is no one particular voice, is he? It could be anyone, mate. It could be anyone. It could be you or me. Oh, man. More hype for the funeral. <laughs> Michael Cole goes, It is indeed an atrocity. Make sure you stay tuned. <laughs> I'm not sure the makers of Spyro the Dragon are quite happy that the funeral was the lead-in for their Spyro Rewind of the Week. <laughs> Spyro Ripto's Revenge. I love all these 90s names. Remember when Ripto showed up at Spyro's fake dead daddies? <laughs> <laughs> you stupid old dead dragon! <laughs> and Spyro's like, I could have crushed crypto like grapes. <laughs> We gotta recap the New Age Outlaws beat the super best friends Mankind and Al Snow who aren't here tonight. No. Beat them on Raw for the tag championships because Val Venus hasn't got the memo that their feud is over! Get over it, man. Go home, Val. Even the Booker puts him in a match with Bulldog to try and dissuade him from the feud. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're saying that now, like, oh, Val's taken on Bulldog, like, oh, it's a fucking... Like, oh, yeah, we didn't know that. Makes sense. Yeah. Val Venus just comes out after that. I'm assuming he was going to take on Al Snow, because yes. Micker's probably not doing no singles matches for a while. Val Venus comes out and he says, Al Snow, you come out here every weekend, you complain, just because you had your dolls jerked off the shelves when he says it he does a big violent wank jizz and throw the jizz motion yeah a huge one yeah. jerked off jerked off and it's kind of like I'm masturbating and I'm not even happy about it I'm mad I'm mad as hell and I, the sight of my own semen disgusts me so I'm throwing it across <laughs> the room what a vile disgusting promo I thought he was done with the sex euphemism jerked off the shelves <laughs> yeah, what is it? Um, Walmart. Yes, uh, head of merchandising here. Um, well, it turns out that some people have been offended of the Al Snow dolls with the uh, the head that comes with them. Okay, okay. Well, just to be safe, jerk them off the shelves. <laughs> Are you doing? Yes, I'm doing the motion. Okay, that's all right, sir. We'll get that done. He's appalled that Al Snow treats women like objects. Mm. That's my gimmick. Oh. For fuck's sake. And, and we were on the floor at this point. We were dead. We have been hit. This is only <laughs> like fucking minutes 20 in. minutes in. And we're like, yeah, Weak. And then who comes out? Oh, 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 oh. I fucking <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the British Bulldog and the mean street posse. And we had to stop and have a breather because it was too much Smackdown. Too much Smackdown. Yeah, this is so Smackdown, isn't it? Fucking hell. On the crawl, let's just say the Bulldog has, has really been a fucking treat to behold. There's been, there's been so far Global Force Gold, Undertaker's Divorce, and British Bulldog have been our three sticking points. Adam, this segment is a runaway train of AE podcast shite. <laughs> you see that his nameplate just said Bulldog. Really? Just Bulldog. That's his name now. Like Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> 
the mean street posse watch up on the ramp and was like oh there they are up there and before i could even think about it they all just come in and attack the Valvenus like a pack of dogs. They rush the ring and that's it. DQ finish within like 20 seconds. And before we can process that, here comes Steve Blackman. Sure, why not? And there's Mark Henry as well. Sexual chocolate is it? And Gangrel! <laughs> They're all like brawling and the commentators are like, Blackman and Henry getting involved. Oh my God, Smackdown has gone off the rails. And literally Gangrel's been there this whole time and no one even noticed. And it's just like Tiger Ellie scenes we come out there. Let me tell you, people of America... You know what's like? You know the episode of The Simpsons, 22 short stories, where Lisa gets gum caught in her hair? Yeah. And it cuts out and it's like everyone's there. involved. That's what is happening here. Mark Miro and Sable come out like, the A podcast are going to shit themselves. Pants fall down. (laughs) And Valveen is just making wanking motions in the corner. Backstage, Arnold Schwarzenegger meets The Rock. Yeah. Oh, man, this is great. He's like, hey. Usually lay the smack down on jabronis. Between you and me, there's a couple of jabronis in Hollywood. No, you are giving this way too much credit because that is how you would hope it to be. But that's Arnie, how I, such is my my fucking adulation of Arnold Schwarzenegger from the nineties. Is that my mind is like, yeah, it was cool what he did there, yeah. Kevin. Remember it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you get a really enthusiastic, beaming, like trembling Arnie comes in, like, hey, with the rock, yeah, you were laying the smackdown on all the jabronis. Hey, just a lady, you know, lot of jabronis in Hollywood, and he just walks off. And the rock's like, hey, let me tell you something. End of days. <laughs> that is the movie that's coming out let me tell you the wrestlers barely get a word in edgeways on Arnie they had a lot more chemistry I thought at the start of Welcome to the Jungle where Arnold Schwarzenegger says good luck you know as they bypass in the hallway you think when the rock and every runs for public office and he's like walking through that the same thing's gonna happen good luck, good luck. <laughs> you're going to need it alrighty it's a funeral recap not really much we can say about this that we haven't already said or so I thought. I mean, there's a couple of new slivers of information here. If you want the full story of this, I mean, I would say check out our Survivor Series 99 episode. Or even still, head over to our Vimeo page, mm. vimeo.com slash podcast, where there is a glorious full rendition of the funeral in lovely, lovely video. But uh, watching it completely unedited, this is your first time, I think, was it? Yeah, first time seeing it without a promo package or music or sound effects. So it is just... As it aired, the original funeral. Which uh, Michael Cole describes as being heinous, deplorable, objectionable footage. Let's see the clip. (laughs) (laughs) We popped on the captions because we thought we'd figure out what Bossman was saying on the the old loudspeaker. Yeah, well, the person that was running the captions didn't actually care as much as we did, I guess. Indistinct. Yeah. He comes out, and this bit I didn't remember. When he comes out, he's like, hey, Mrs. Wack. You think now that your husband's dead, you might want to date me? Ooh. It's all for attention and love. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm lonely, man. Woo! <laughs> Something's wrong with me. I'm 40. I ain't got no one in my life. Everyone I know's dead. <laughs> There's some dark shit inside me, man. Woo! <laughs> People that's not heard Smackdown crawl before, we have fleshed out the character of the boss man quite a fair bit. Broken boss man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, it was fun to see old Big Show be dragged off there once again. There was another line that I didn't recognise before in the past, but um, boss man just fucking winging it, improving his ass off, I guess. Hey, Big Show, you always said your daddy wanted to be a drag queen. Now I'm going to make him a drag queen. But what? Try watch an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race now without the boss well, man ruining it. To like. be fair, yeah, the most recent season, they did get 12 of the best drag queens across America to all get together and tie a coffin to the back of a hearse and drive off with it. Um, <laughs> it was the best season today, I have to say. Oh, no, this is a perfect booking what we got next. The most perfect booking because I was telling you when we decided, oh, we're going to release this one out for everyone to see. You see the SmackDown crawl. It's like, well, I know that Arnie's there, so that's going to be big. And I'm like, ah, look at the match cards. Mm. Yes, it is. Mm. Boss Man and Farouk. Oh. Now, that's that's literally a dream match. That is a dream match. And right after you see the whole funeral, the Boss Man just saunters out to the ring like. <laughs> big smile on his face, spinning his stick with some extra oomph. Like. Sorry, everybody. You got a spring in his step here tonight. <laughs> I'm in a particularly great mood now. I'm sorry I'm late. I was at a funeral I had to attend. It was so funny. (laughs) And we get some serious interim acolytes music as Farouk comes out. Never heard that one before. 
He says that, hey boss man, I'm gonna take that hardcore championship and shove it up your ass! Literally, from the minute that he said that, for the next four minutes, I could barely breathe. I was laughing so hard. Because that promo, there was nothing clever about it. He's just like, I'm going to shove that belt up your fucking ass. He says he's going to win it and then shove it up his ass. <laughs> and then he runs to the ring. Now and give just... it back. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away, clobbers the fuck out. It's honestly like Farouk is in a big hurry. Like, traffic is going to be really bad tonight. I love Got to get out of there really fast. It's fucking amazing. It's just like... He beats up the boss man like he's the public enemy somehow fused into one. Yes, really he does. Because, like, there's no downtime between spots. He just gives him a big fucking punch to the face. Boss man rolls out and he's like, no, come back. Fucking chair shot. Like. He fucking dumps the boss man out of the ring and boss man goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and he's ripping off all the protective sheets. <laughs> yeah. Like exposing steel, concrete. Screaming and frothing. Fucking stairs. He takes out the chair and just starts smashing the announce table and then jumps off the announce table. He does a diving missile chair shot off the announce table. I love Farouk so much. So much. I just want to say, I kind of wish when they had Farouk run out for the masturbation thing, that this is how they booked it. This level of passion. What the fuck? No one talks shit about masturbation. Bam! Like, ripping up everything. He gets the cable, ties it around Bossman's neck twice, hooks it over the turnbuckle. And that's not your favourite spot in the world, is it? That is my least favourite spot in the world. But then he hooks it over the top turnbuckle and pulls to literally lynch the boss man, to which a delighted Michael Cole goes, you know, hanging might be too good for the boss man. Whoa. Bring your lethal injections next time, Michael Cole, or stay out of it, Do you okay? not see WrestleMania 15, mate? <laughs> Jesus. He's already been hung! Yeah, at this point in time, he's been hanged. Oh, like... we've tried that before, Farouk, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows he's immune to it. Albert runs out, and he sprays Farouk in the face with mace. Mm-hmm. I love he goes, get a boss! <laughs> and the uh, boss man just covers him after a really stiff fucking stare shot mm-hmm. to the face. Bossman picks up the win. His music is barely went and then Bradshaw is there. Jump scare chair shot from off screen. Just boom out of nowhere. Fucking Al Brad. Albert gets like with the momentum of Bradshaw swinging it from the top of the ramp all the way to the bottom. (laughs) Oh my god, his head was going to come off. Yeah. And he's saying smashed him in the back as Bossman slithers away. Fucking hell. Ridiculous. I love that match. Yeah, that was a fucking brilliant match. That match was literally exhilarating. Yeah, it's just what it needed to be. Backstage, KT Vic. It's Kevin Kelly. Fuck off. Fuck me. KT Vic. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to know more about Kavik, uh, check out uh, Adam's done a book report about uh, Journey into Darkness. Okay, you get away with that one because it's a nice little plug for the, uh, for the Patreon Put a little bow content. on that there, didn't I? So, and to uh, those of you who keep sending me in special words of wisdom, and, still going on. Oh yeah, I'm getting all. I've got a long old list. I got a fucking. I got an Excel spreadsheet now with all these in here. You're uh, officially members of the inner circle of the ranch. If Cowboy Kevin's ranch made special moonshine, that's technically against the law. We'd all have a big ale swig together. So keep up them rootin' tootin' Kevin Kelly references. It's helped me out big time. So he's with China and Miss Kitty. And Miss Kitty says that Chris Jericho's got a small penis. Mm. And then we get vagina envy. To which Kevin Kelly goes, vagina? No, Kevin Kelly. Vagina. Like the t-shirt. Back to you folks at ringside. China seems like she's barely tolerating Miss Kitty. They yeah. have like the opposite of chemistry. They've got the biology, worst. whatever the fuck it is. That they <laughs> have. Like they like just she'll turn and go right, China. That's right, Kitty. It's anyway, it's yeah. It's yeah. just I think both people are like wary of each other's spots. Like mm. like why is she with me and why is she with me? Like what? Where are we going with this? What is this for? That little segment ends. Cut to commercials. Come back from commercial. To them again, China and Kitty still stood there. During the commercial break. Yeah, and then you just hear in the background, Jericho just smashes something over China's head. Looked like a wine bottle to me, but surely that's too much. He then beats her up with a hairdryer and covers her in tampons. He calls her toots. Uh, I mean, this may seem weird, but it's like, at this point, I actually feel like I'm desensitized to it. Like, good job, WF, you fucking done it, because... Every single 
episodes, the last 12 episodes of SmackDown, there is one segment where it's like, let me tell you why women are shit. Yeah. And when Jeff Jarrett was doing it, it was fucking comedy, wacky, and it was still fucking cringe and awful mm-hmm. and too long. But now Jericho, it's just so vicious and fucking vile. It is. It's horrible. But like you say, I mean, if you open a show with a fucking 10-minute segment about a rape, then by comparison, Jericho being a misogynist, yeah, I'm fucking numb to this now. Jesus Christ. PG show once again. Like, Right. Serious case of false advertising. After that segment, it says, coming up next, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. We were fucking jazzed. We don't see him for another three segments. No. Out comes Y2J again. When are they getting to the fireworks factory? <laughs> so Chris Jericho and his new trousers. All he did in this promo was make me miss fun heel Chris Jericho. He yeah. used to run around, have adventures with Curtis Hughes and Howard Finkel. We had all that to look forward to our old episode. And now it's just... Uh. Unfunny burying China because some of his points are too cutting for Jericho a little bit close he says that China is only in her position because she is good PR for the WWF it spreads the message of anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation and that she's only there for that reason and she's not worth anything and once again I think we said last week where they like had Stevie Richards like I love China because I'm a big fucking weirdo yeah and like they had like basically Jericho kind of got all these weirdos like China they're making out like China's fans are fucking creeps and that's the only reason she's popular and it's working because Jericho says that her whole title reign is a joke and that joke ends now and it gets a fucking pop from the crowd uh, yeah and a really weird way to end he goes not only am I better than you I'm sexier than you. Where is this going? Yeah, what is this feud about? Vince, you're deep. You're fucking way off deep here. You're doing a lot of peyote lately. Mate, you don't go to the websites recommended after you go to Clips for Sale. It's just (laughs) weird now where you're at. It's just weird. Test backstage has not got a face, but he says he's still going to fight. Yeah. Cuts an impassionate nasal promo. And then Team Captain The Rock is there, like, we've got to lay some Smackdown this evening. It's like Rock and Kane and Shane, like, come on, guys! Best of friends. This is legitimately how I would have booked my toys. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on, Rock, let's go, Kane, all together. Not fucking exposing the business with my <laughs> shit booking. Out next, we've got Too Cool. Or should I say Two Fools, am I right? Ooh. Running thing we've had here with Michael Cole is his very, very real problems with announcing either of these men's names. Mm. So I thought I'd save him the bother and call him Two Sex Hot Scott Grand Brian Masterson. <laughs> Taking on Jeff Hardy. Well, he does immediately call him Christopher. And Jerry straight away is on his case and he goes, Don't be like Butter Ray Douglas with a speech impediment. Butter Ray Douglas. Butter Ray Douglas. Butter Ray Douglas. Jesus Christ, is that like what happens when Michael Douglas and Bubba Ray got caught in the machine from the fly? Like, <laughs> unbelievable. Jeff Hardy is like first singles acting I think we've seen him in here. On SmackDown Crawl, yeah. He can take some big risks, but he can't explain the evolution of the pentadactyl limb. Go figure. Nervous after last week and seeing what the fuck the two cool were doing with Terry. Because mm. last week they literally had her like pull up Terry's skirt and be like, yeah. and start putting their fingers in there. Well, this week, we get both Hardys come out to make their entrance, and they're all stood on the turnbuckles doing their poses, and Terry's on one turnbuckle, but it's quite dark because they're doing the strobe lights. As soon as the house lights come back up, Scotty Too Hotty is immediately stood behind Terry, grabbing her ass. They they had Grandmaster push Scotty into her ass, and she turned around, he's like, Hey, they're not even involved in the match. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking nasty. Do you ever think sometimes when Sky Two Eyes like putting out a fire and he's like just gets like oh and he just gets really like upset. He remembers, and remembers what he did. That, and he gets a headache. Co workers are like, you know, we put out the fire, but what was going on in there, Scott? And he's like just something happened just a while ago and I feel dirty. The hardest fires uh, to put out are the ones up here. <laughs> we got uh, some really fast action between these two. This is basically like what the light heavyweight division was going to be in 1998, I think. Yeah, what it should have been. Some stiff action, though, from Grandmaster. It's a missile dropkick to the back of Jeff's oh, head. Ow. Fucking horrible. And then we get something that's very salient for Vince McMahon in the future. Grandmaster has do-rag trouble. <laughs> No one can see my hair! No! <laughs> it's let come off, man. It's okay. Terry distracts the referee. 
Jeff Hardy has like an entire sequence with Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah. Like he comes in, they do like a whole, you know, bim bam boom. The entire time the ref's not looking. And then Matt Hardy's in there. Yeah. And Matt Hardy basically just fucks everything up and we get the skull crushing finale from Grandmaster and he beats Jeff. Yeah. Terry's cost Jeff the win here, just like the hose cost the Godfather the win earlier in the night. I don't know what they're getting out here with the managers being useless. Seriously. Fucking rubbish booking. Really rubbish booking. Like, no one can trust their valets, I'm assuming. Like, I mean, I know that Terry's clearly not going anywhere with the Hardys, but they tried it with Gangrel, they tried it with P.S. Hayes. You'd think that at least give Terry a fucking go and make her look like she can do something for the team. (laughs) She can cost them the match, I guess. Oh, this is fucking... End of days for Steve Austin up here. Painful. I am at my wit's end. Stone Cold Steve Austin chats backstage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fucking Arnie comes at him with a paragraph. I'm looking forward to you opening a can of Whoopass and Survivor Series. Give them hell. Speaking of hell, I fought the devil recently in my most recent movie. Straight like, whoa, can't get a word in edgeways. Who the hell are you? (laughs) What the fuck's he doing in my locker room? Why do I gotta do this shit, Vince? It's like, you know, last week he had to talk with Road Dog backstage. Now he's talking with Arnie. He's like happy with either. He actually seems even less. He's with Arnie. Yeah. And it's. Bad as it all can be for you, Austin, at the moment. And it, I'm sure he's not happy with anything. He's fucking, he's, he knows at this point he's been written off, I'm yeah. sure. You know, reactions on it should be. That character has been mishandled. All of this has been mishandled, I think, since SummerSlam for Steve. Mm-hmm. It's been really weird him on SmackDown, I think we've noticed since mm. we started this series. But, like, you're backstage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the water cooler moment tomorrow. Yeah. And are people going to be like, did you see when Steve Austin was with Arnold Schwarzenegger? They're not, because it's like, Austin goes, oh yeah, end of days, be sure to check that out. <laughs> Did you get the exact line that Austin said at the end? No, I was like, <laughs> open up a can of whoop ass on Satan for me, in end of days. <laughs> can I go now? <laughs> Rikishi! Fucking painful. Run me over! <laughs> I'm right here, come on! <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, oh. all right, we'll run you over. <laughs> Less out yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I just kind of felt like Arnie with a beer and Austin talking, mm. you know, talking shit, like, how great that would have been. Would have been brilliant. It says a lot that Steve Austin has better on-air chemistry with Eric fucking Bischoff. Yeah. A man who fired him on the telephone. Yeah. Then Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because I'd be looking at him going, hey, if I, you and me together have a little bit of something, someone in Hollywood could see this and be like... I could have a little entryway there. Well, he couldn't be Denzel, but he could be Denzel's friend. You know, yeah. I can be on the man with Yeah, Jack especially because, like, Steve, you're, you know, you're about to take some time off from wrestling. Maybe it's worth knowing people in Hollywood right Fuck now. Fuck off, I got my contacts at Nash Bridges. I don't need no <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who the hell he'd ever beat anyway? The worst. Well, I mean, like... Last week I did say, hey, everyone knows that Arnie was on SmackDown. We've seen the picture of him with the belt with Vince. What did he do? And I guess there's a really good reason no one remembers what he did because it's always fucking cringe. He looks like he would have been up for doing something. Yeah, he would. No, Arnie is so enthusiastic. I reckon he would have got involved in an angle quite happily. It's everyone else that seems to have to work with him is just kind of like... Yeah, end of days looks pretty good, doesn't it? Well, this is the compromise right here. Austin, if he got his way, the original verbiage he wanted was that he was in his truck in the locker room with the doors all locked and the windows up and they're tinted. <laughs> and just inside, go away! <laughs> go away! <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Vince McMahon comes out to present Arnold Schwarzenegger with his box office championship belt. I really, like, want to envision this whole episode of SmackDown being, like, you know, Blackadder or Frasier. Like, oh, God, we've got the head of the condo board coming over. Uh, but we're doing an angle about sexual assault and there's a funeral being hijacked in the middle. All right, uh, you keep him busy. Make sure he's not in this room at this time. Hey, what are these DX guys talking about? Oh, no, come over here, <laughs> Mr. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Have you ever met the Brooklyn Brawler? <laughs> you know, Harvey Whitman's like, oh, no. <laughs> Mr. McMahon, <laughs> he saw the funeral. <laughs> so Vince is presumably not seen a lot of Arnie's movies. Nope. You've seen him destroy the Predators. He's destroyed the Terminators. He is the Terminator. No, he hasn't. Oh. You've seen him get a lap dance from Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, you've fucking seen that one. Yeah, you? yeah. Definitely seen that movie, Vince. Just on that little VHS that one of the boys gave me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Satan has met his match. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this would have been the perfect time to reform the corporate ministry. Shame about coming in, Viscera and Midian. Like. Gabriel Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Gabriel Byrne just got an undertaker's ear when he's at home sure why'd you even need your wife for in the first place come here to me would you not think a reform of the old corporate ministry the rest of the lads like medians don't fuck all that come on you could be a mom DX are backstage and they are not impressed with this no sat there all in their uniforms like eh, what the hell are you doing Arnold Schwarzenegger man I love to hear what Triple H said like, I had to work my ass off to get that belt he's just giving it to me <laughs> In fairness, it is a special blue one. Yeah, so it's a special commemorative different. belt. Yeah, not, not a real one. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out then. He's very excited. He's beaming. He is. And Jerry, Jerry just goes, Terminator! Terminator 2! <laughs> what? Okay Those are our movies, yes. <laughs> so Arnold Schwarzenegger starts off his fiery babyface promo. I am here to pump you up! <laughs> I really wish you did the aggressive bubbling valve. Jacking off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jacked off the shelves. Massive Arnold Schwarzenegger chant. He is great. He is so happy. He goes, Vince, you've built an empire. Yeah. He's Everyone fucking loves wrestling. Sucking Vince's dick. This is perfect for WWF. I couldn't help but imagine at this exact moment in time, erstwhile in WCW, Eric Bischoff going to Gene Simmons and kiss... You think you could, like, look at, towards the camera and just say, like, WCW, or just, can you not say we're terrible? Please, just... Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> also, I've trademarked WCW. It's mine now. <laughs> I came up with W. That's my letter. <laughs> and, like, Arnie's giving all these fucking wonderful endorsements to WWF, and Vince is there like, this is going well. Vince is like, can barely believe it. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he goes, Vince, I'd like to thank you for the belt. And he holds it up upside down. <laughs> God damn it. It's not a belt, God damn it. <laughs> well, when it's upside down, I guess it is a belt. That's what happens, like. I love this segment. It, the crowd edited up. It was mm-hmm. everything a celeb appearance should be. Yes. He is genuinely... Happy to be here. Thrilled. Backstage, the X are going to jump Arnie. Yeah. They just jump some guy. They they beat up someone and they're like, well, it's not Arnie, it's not Arnie, who is it? Well, who cares? They just carry on beating him up. That was funny, yeah. It's good, isn't it? Good heels. I don't understand the whole idea how DX constantly keep beating up people without looking at them. Like, this has happened before with Austin. Like, get him! Who is it? I'm Get him! Lads, you'll get yourself in a jam. Like, Coming up next, Ivory defending her women's championship against... Tori! Oh no! Ivory comes out all full of piss and vinegar with her great casino zone music. Yay! It's Ivory! Hooray! Uh, oh, it's 1999 though, so we have to use things like the or word again! Yeah. I will say though, and alright, this is going to be taken out of context, so I know it will, it's fine. But at this point, right, she starts saying, Hey Tori, why don't you come out here? I hear you liked a little smoked sausage. Talking about Kane again, isn't it? Kane and his crispy willy. Kane's yeah. been a fire. Right. In the last few weeks, smoky sausage, crispy. You know, it, it sounds delicious at this point. Yeah. It really does. Mm-hmm. I want to fucking deglaze the pan and get all the bits of crispy cane dick off the bottom. Can you imagine the flavour? I'm going to say as well now, because obviously I've always been a big Kane fan, but now I'm kind of next tier Kane fan. Now I've read the book and I know his backstory. I've read the book. I've seen the dick. Not any point in the book do they imply he has a burned member, Kevin. For fuck. That is just Ivory talking a load of hot air right now. So, Ivory and X-Pac, Fairweather Kane fans. <laughs> right All the women just immediately appear at the start of this match. Straight away. They get a massive pop. Yeah, I guess. Not a really great way to introduce when Deborah appears, however. She comes up the top of the ramp. Look what's coming down the ramp, King. What is it? Is it an object? Is it's it a- puppy. Is it a thing? It's a woman. It better not be a human. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, it's all the women appear. And it's, here we go. Fucking it's a big brawl. Disaster. They all run into the middle of the ring. And uh, there's so many women. May and Moo come out. Hey, you try and keep a handle on the divas of the World Wrestling Federation. They're so wild, Adam. Look mm. at them all brawling and rolling around. Pulling hair and the crowd chanting, we want puppies. And if you, you can't help but see that, right? If you're very, very pay close attention, somewhere towards on the hard camera, you look in the back, you can see, who is it there? It's time traveling Johnny Ace and a women's agent Fit Finley. And they've got the phone up and they're going, Vince, 
you know that terrible style you want to end every single women's match for the next 10 years? Mm. Well, take a look at this. So, yeah, there you go. That's how we, we solved that one up. And thankfully, Johnny Ace only fucked his grandmother once in the process. Nah. So it was okay. Don't worry about it. DX, knock on the wrong door. Yeah, we get this amazing shot. And love I'm like, this. Love this. Uh, he's not in that room. Maybe he's in this one here. And they open the door. And then we just see Kane's hand reach out and grab oh, Triple H. You open that trap door. <laughs> You're a fool if you dare. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Fucking chaos in the hallway. Everyone just spills out in a really narrow corridor. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like a fight in a school or something. It's amazing. <laughs> it's kick ass. Especially because the X are after Arnie. So I can only assume that this is Team Arnie now in response to get him like <laughs> this week's JVC kaboom of the week it's the rock bottom rock bottom to Xbox there you go kaboom so loud it hurts that's a terrible <laughs> that phrase that's a bad thing like that's like Ben and Jerry saying so sweet it hurts <laughs> no like. Arnie has now been announced as being the honorary expert commentator for tonight's Yay. main event. He doesn't even get a headset. He just gets a big WWF microphone. He's got a big smile on his face. So is this done on the house mic then for, for everyone to hear in the audience, do you think? Oh, no, if only. Kind of like if you went to see, you know, in Scunthorpe, you know, Five Pain Wrestling or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, no, they're outside the ring now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they're not allowed to do that, are they? <laughs> you know, the running commentary. In the second Arnie looks at King, he goes, this is great. You're like a true king. Look at you. Every Everything is the best. He loves it. He's like Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. How much does this guy weigh? Ha, come on. <laughs> so we got Team Test taking on D-Generation X. There is no test, though, to start things off. Broken nose, isn't it? Each time a new competitor comes out, they basically have to poll the expert honorary commentator. What do you think of Kane over there? And he goes, oh, I think... Uh, one of my movies recognized in the movie he's called Jericho Kane yeah so he got confused yeah. but then he gets there in the end when Kane's getting through and he goes oh yeah he's like the devil <laughs> <laughs> and then the rock comes out he's like Shane Douglas in 1995 he keeps calling WWF a sport yeah the sport of professional wrestling fair fucks to him here though he does manage to get a good sentence in about the rock he says about how like the sport is so popular nowadays and the rock is one of the reasons that it's so popular because the rock is Adam the handsomest wrestler ever fucking A beautiful love that no tests at the start Austin comes out but he's not here tonight. He's buttoned his shirt up wrong. That is really miserable. It's the shirt that says Stone Cold across both sides. It says Stone Clad. It says Stone Yule Cold. <laughs> oh, like, God. Oh. So all seven men brawled to start things off. Austin is meant to be the ringside enforcer. And one thing that man does not like is sharing, like, he is basically parsley in this match mm. he is fucking window dressing he is so unnecessary it's here. literally like oh yeah it's at the birthday football match sorry Dean you've got chicken pox you can have to sit on the side here like and he's just sat there like but you can do the first day oh wait no actually better not but you can do the oranges at half oh actually no don't mm. touch some don't just... you can blow the whistle to you... start the match no actually wait because the referee might you can mm. go over here <laughs> you can, away you can watch from everyone else yeah Kane and Xbox just leave. They just brawl away. It just wouldn't have been possible with you guys in the ring. So <laughs> best take it outside. So Shane McMahon gets worked over. Arnold Schwarzenegger is just pure gold on commentary. Oh, he's loving it. Watch this episode of SmackDown. Skip all the shit at the start. That yes. miserable fucking piss. That hot piss. Get it out of here. Watch this main event and see how joyous Arnold Schwarzenegger is. He will make you feel like a child. Yeah, he's like a big kid. It's fucking lovely. This is N64 on Christmas Day levels of hype <laughs> right here. Austin grabs Road Dog's foot and trips him up. No reaction. Literally nothing. Whoa. People don't care. They're not interested. They don't want to see it. You got The Rock in the ring and you got Arnold Schwarzenegger at ringside. I'm sorry, but Steve just, you know, no one gives a fuck. Famous search you Shane McMahon and Shane just gets beaten up by all of DX. He keeps trying to fight back, but they're at the numbers game is get to them, so it's just left now. It's the rock versus all three members of DX, and just as it seems like he's fucked, a wild test appears. Test is not looking his best here for his big main event debut. No. He's I mean, got really bushly clothes on, big busted up face, like bust up face, bust up blur, bust, bust up blur, coughing up blur. Yeah, go book fix my face. <laughs> <laughs> he looks really rubbish here. Earl Hebner is 
I don't know what he's doing here. He's a fucking mess. Recurring theme we've had in early SmackDown is the referee's new sense of authority after the ref strike ended. Yes. After Unforgiven. And Earl Hebner didn't get the memo here because there's points where like they DX don't make a tag. He's like, hey, you didn't make a tag. And Triple H just like hits him. Fuck off. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Earl is shit. Yeah, he's got no control whatsoever. So Earl gets thrown to the outside. Yeah. And I ask at this point... Where, oh, where is our erstwhile enforcer? Where is Steve Austin? That's the whole point of him. Sat there. You're doing a worse job than Mike Tyson did. He sat on a folding chair just watching. He gives the finger now and then, doesn't he? Yeah, occasionally. Test boots road dog midair. Oh, in the fucking stomach. He probably shat himself. Looks like his leg's going to come off when he does it. It's awful. Get a real hot tag to The Rock. I Mm. mean, where in the Nando scale with this one? Because it's a sweet hot tag. It is a sweet hot tag, but it's sort of like when you're at Nando's and the restaurant's too noisy and it's too stressful and you're just like, can we just eat and go because I don't want to be here anymore. So by the time the hot tag finally did arrive, I was just like, this is too much. This match is too much stress. Uh, for me, it took it on a different slide. For me, it's like, this is a hot tag. This is a Nando's when you're eating Nando's and Arnold Schwarzenegger's there to open the Nando's. And he's like, I love all the sauces that you've got. Perry Perry is the spiciest sauce I've ever seen. Arnie loves everything he's seen, basically. You got a yeah. rock bottom to the road dog. He seems particularly enamored with, with The Rock, though. The Rock oh, is really... Oh, he loves The Rock. I think this guy, he could take my place in Hollywood. Huh? <laughs> Tess gets low-blowed by Triple H. And Earl, <laughs> the second that Earl is like, crossed the line, he went, Earl, honestly now, Triple H shit-cans him out of the ring. <laughs> Austin's rocking the face by a chair because, don't worry, on Sunday, he's meant to be in this match. You're meant to still be building tension. Care about me? It really, this you can tell... Remember last week we were wondering, do they know if yeah. he's gone? This point they know. The crowd just... Because uh, what the fuck? Like, look at it from a K-Pipe point of view. Triple H and The Rock are involved in this match. And Stone Cold gets to sit on the outside. But the whole purpose of the feud for Survivor Series is meant to be... It's Triple H, Rock and Austin. Mm-hmm. And the whole story is Rock and Austin can't trust each other. And therefore Triple H will take the advantage. Yes. There's not a single stare down. Or, like, you had Austin hit him in the face with the chair. But... That's it. Right afterwards, Austin just goes in and he fucking hands a chair. You know, gets a chair from Arnie who gives it to him and he hits Triple H. So it's like, yeah. no harm done, I guess. That's it, yeah. Also, earlier on, Vince McMahon's like, I can't wait to be the special guest referee on Sunday. No, you're not. You won't. No. Where did that come yeah. from? He never mentioned that once Bullshit. in the so, yeah, Sunday gets a bit overlooked here. Mm. But in fairness, what we get this end here where, you know, Tess pins Triple H because of Arnie and Austin's interference. The Arnie-endorsed steel chair. I love it. And yeah. then afterwards, Triple H is, uh, you know, he's so offended. He gets right in Arnie's face. Arnie ducks the punch. Oh, my God. How can he best describe the maneuver he lays right down on Triple H? Fucking backhand clobber in the face. It's like he hit him with a fucking frying pan. <laughs> he, Triple H goes down. He yeah. wallops him hard. Kudos to both men, because, you know, Arnie hit him as hard as he fucking could, it looks Triple like. Triple H took it like a champ. And then to end our hype up for Survivor Series 99, Steve Austin holds up the arm of Arnold Schwarzenegger with a belt that we never see again. Yeah. So, I mean, at the expense of Survivor Series, I guess we had this. But if you were someone who had never seen wrestling, and you turned on this here tonight, you probably would have turned off if you saw the opening segment. Yeah. But if you were someone who was maybe a little busy and had some chores to do, and you were like, I only want to watch it when the Arnie lad is on. They're like, Mom, Dad, Arnie's on now. And then you saw this bit, Mm -hmm. you would have thought wrestling is good. Brilliant, even. Yeah. A tale of two Smackdowns. Honestly, yeah. Seriously, most of this episode was excellent, I have to say. We had the fucking hilarious funeral. We had... um, (laughs) The hilarious funeral. Boss Man versus Farouk. We had the fucking brilliant Val Venus promo. Like, there was lots of highlights. But starting off on maybe the lowest low that I've ever seen in any WWF programming. like I, I honestly, I think I've watched so much Attitude Era now, inside and outside, from a fan, you know, as, as a kid watching it, watching it casually, and then watching it for research and, you know, mm-hmm. taking notes and all that jazz. I'll be honest, writing down all the stuff about what happened in that opening segment was a personal career lowlight for yeah. me. I just felt dirty talking about it again. Like, I think that is probably the most shameful thing ever. Like, I'd say worse than Katie Vick, worse than the miscarriage storyline. Like, I think this, 
Because not only is it a tasteless angle to do, but then to have a 15-minute heel like, hey, we're going to do it again. Yeah. Like, we're proud of what we did. At least like, a lot of the other tasteless ones, they, like, tried to fucking... Smooth it over. They tried like, to dig themselves out, but yeah, yeah they didn't. Like, yeah, they're it, pleased with what they did. Yuck. Yeah. But there you go. I mean, that is typically, in a nutshell, as wild and weird and crazy as this was, that's what we're getting with SmackDown. It's yeah. a weird show. Always a mixed bag. You don't get, like, a... That was a mediocre SmackDown. It's like, that was either the best shit ever, or that was fucking horrible. And oftentimes, right at the exact same time, where it's like, amazing segment followed up with like, how can you think this yeah. is what wrestling is? Segment <laughs> by segment, it's just a fucking train ride. It truly is the must-see action-adventure <laughs> <laughs> television show that it is. If you liked a little sound or a little taste or flavor of what you've heard here today, head over to patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. This is the 12th episode. There are 11 more, all of a similar or longer length, as well as book reports from Adam about Kane's journey into darkness. Yeah. There's not just going to be Smackdown Crawl. You can expect little bits and little dribs and drabs here and there, some bonus content. $5 a month gets you access to the Smackdown Crawl. Join us, if you will. It's not fair that we have to suffer in silence. <laughs> if you become a $10 backer, you get access to our monthly Q&A episode where I give updates all about the ITR podcast and reaction to news and happenings in the world of wrestling. And for $20, you get access to all of our back catalogue of commentary tracks as well as all future commentary tracks for free. Thanks to everyone who's been a backer so far. Thank you, if you're not, for giving this a chance and having a listen. I hope you enjoyed. Let us know what you thought in the comments below. And it's going to be a goodbye from me, Kevin. And me, Adam. And we'll see you next time on the Smackdown Crawl.